Hello and welcome. Altered State Podcast, Episode 9. Brandon, John. Today we're talking that fun, fun news in the uh, world of today. Fox-Disney merger. So much that goes into it. It changes... It really changes the face of media going forward. Well, like, if, if Disney didn't own the world already. Right. I mean... Yeah, if you, they already presented themselves owning the world. Now they legitimately owned pretty much everything right. you see in the world. Everything yes. you consume has some sort of Disney tie into yep. it. And not only that, but well, we'll get into it further down the road. It'll be 24-7 because once that streaming service hits, oh, God. it's no longer 10 years in between movies type shit. Here's right. everything all the time. At least that's how they're marketing it right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I saw they were saying, um, I saw a Bob, uh, Bob Iger interview where he said as part of this Disney Plus, it eliminates essentially the Disney Vault. So they're right. putting everything on Right. Which I think you have Which, to. Oh, absolutely. Do you think that changes going down the road that go back to the vault? You, can, I, see, you can't once you, you can't, get people in, I, I right? I think what I, streaming is the number one reason this merger happened. Right. And I think uh, what Disney's doing is finally being the smart organization to get out in front of the fact of understanding DVDs won't exist in 10 years. Right. Like, no, the only way people will consume home media is through a streaming service. Right. So if I'm Disney, if you just open the door saying, hey... Every one of our classics is now available for streaming for 12 bucks a month. Right. Every parent in the world and every nostalgic kid is going to buy it. And then in five years, when they're continuing to produce shit, they're saying, like, yeah, we're not selling DVDs. That's 20 bucks a month. And right. people will pay it because they're used it. to it. And right. then, like, essentially at that point, you're paying 20 bucks a month, and every time a new release drops it just drops you it. to your exactly you know not r- to mention rentals no longer exist right. and they don't need to because disney's going to get their nut every week from right. every human forever not to mention all the new content that they're going to start putting out for star wars for marvel mm-hmm. that on the streaming service by itself not just right. movies and things but legitimately just on that service as if you needed another reason to join hey we have stuff you can't get anywhere else right and i always thought for the longest time that vault stuff hurt them i really did because with certain movies, you know, I feel like you kids are only going to... Kids, now, when you get older, sure. it's a different idea. But I'm only into this movie for this window. Right. If, if I don't get to see it for nine more years, I forgot about it, and I don't care anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Now, when I'm older, that's different. I want this new release. I want this version of what Dumbo, whatever you're getting into. I, the idea that it's there now all the time, I think, is a monster sell point. See, I think it's monster now. I think when the vault... When they first started operating that way, it made perfect sense. Like, if you think about kind of the dawn of home entertainment, that you're talking you're 80s, right. think like, yes, uh, they they knew that their market had a small attention span. Their market was kids. True. Right. Right? So if you put movies in the vault, all that's doing is saying, I no longer have to pay for manufacturing for something that's not going to sell a bunch because I'm going to put a new shiny thing in front of you. Right. That all the, you know, all the kids are going to buy Pocahontas. They don't give a shit about Little Mermaid. Right. So why am I still producing Little Mermaid? So you sense. can say you're putting it in the vault and it feels special, when right. really you're saying like, oh, I'm just not going to produce yeah. this to sell a fraction of the copies right. anymore because right. now you've got my new shiny thing. I forget. Uh... But since we switched to like heavy streaming, that's changed. The, the small attention span doesn't matter as much anymore. Very it's true. like people want to consume, people are completists yeah. now in a way yeah. that like if you throw, like say, you know, my kid's at three years old now. I I showed them Moana when it first hit uh, Netflix. I was like, oh, this is a thing. And they weren't old enough to go to the theater yet. But as soon as they got into that, 
Now, all of a sudden, they're ready to consume every piece of Disney princess shit. Right. And they're toddlers, and right. they're already ready. Right. So, like, if you're Disney, you know I'm going to get so much more money. You're right. Yeah, I, when you think about it like that, I, I see your point. It makes me think of the... Uh, I'm a big comedian nerd, comic mm-hmm. nerd, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Tell, huge fan. He's got some, you know, he's got mostly one-liners and stuff. But he's got that line. He's like, I was at Best Buy the other day and saw a John Denver uh, tape for, you know, eight ninety nine. This was obviously, this dates it. You know, sure. It's, it's an older joke. He's like, but then I saw a blank tape for, you know, twelve ninety nine. The man could literally almost double his value if he just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, you know, this wasn't selling. Push this, you know, it's right. just one of those things. But I don't know why that popped in my yeah, head. Yeah, and that's that's how Disney. I think Disney has always been ahead of their time and figuring it out. Um, and now with how they're going to operate the streaming service, like shit. Of course, let me buy Fox. Let me become a majority owner of Hulu. Right, and then right, you know, like Netflix pioneered the streaming, and Netflix is going to die. I agreed. Like this merger is going to. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Netflix just ends up being, um, just puts out content. You know what I mean? Right. It's Netflix is going to become stuff. its own channel. Right. Just their ne- own. Well, right. I I think the what's happening with this merger eventually, or does Disney Netflix, absorb them? Right. Netflix stops becoming its own thing. Right. And becomes a channel. It's like right, right now you can buy HBO Go. Right. To get that streaming service. Same Netflix thing. is going to become a thing where it's, it's like, channel. yeah, you can have the Netflix channel that's our original content. Which isn't a bad idea, because then you're watching, you know, your House of Cards, your Orange is the sure. New Blacks, and that's, you, you can only find that on Netflix. And but those that's are award-winning That's know, what it has shows. to turn into. Netflix, Netflix is fucking Icarus, dude. <laughs> Net, Netflix got too bold in the past few years, and Disney was like, ah, 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 that's fuck right. you. That's right. Uh, you're flying too close to the sun. Now let me come down and yeah. show you how this right. works. This is the real world, right? And that's what that's Bob yeah. Iger's pulling that out right, right now. We like, let you have your fun with your little yeah. rental DVDs. Yeah, back off. And this all was yeah. cute when it started, <laughs> right? But now right. you're playing in my sandbox. That's exactly right. And, that's exactly right. Uh, yeah, you were talking how much you know, of content they have. I just pulled some numbers off the internet. Like we talked earlier, they now own after the merger sixty percent of Hulu, God. which. To me, is going to just not even, just not necessarily that won't destroy Netflix, but that takes forty percent of their stuff away. Well, what it do, you know what, what I mean? Hulu offers that, all those that ABC Disney, shows and stuff right, that will not put on Netflix, the they'll put right on Hulu. Well, that um, that like Disney Plus isn't going to be in the business of running fucking back episodes of sitcoms, right? Right, right. And like that's what net that was Netflix bread and butter. Totally. Like, when the streaming service started, it was like, yeah, I'm going to get right. these back seasons. Now that's what Hulu's going to be. Right. Everything that was ever aired on ABC or Fox is going to have all yes. the back episodes yes. on Hulu. And that's what's crazy is... And so you don't need Netflix anymore. I feel like there's so much content, we really don't even know what the fuck they own. You know, right. There's so much, like, you know, for years and years, and Disney owned this company, and Fox owned this company. Like, you know, they mm-hmm. get a piece of FX, but they don't get... Other, you know, other channel, you know, yeah. they're not, not buying like the sports channels or Fox News or any of that kind well, of that, stuff. So the reason that they don't, I, I remember when that merger was first announced, um, part of the like FCC regulations was they were not allowed uh, to buy Fox Sports because um, Disney owns ABC, which owns ESPN. Oh, okay. Sure. And if they owned ESPN and Fox Sports, it would be enough that they would have considered a monopoly. They so only Fox own 80% of ESPN. 
Right. But like, <laughs> yeah. so Fox had to sell off Fox Sports, Fox Sports as a I subsidiary. See. Oh, okay. Because the Fo- okay. if they if if legally Disney owned the ESPN stuff and the local subsidiaries, they control of Fox, all content. They basically. control the full sports market. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes but, sense. I wasn't aware of that. That's, what I'm, that's my point. There's so much. Right. It's so, that's why I, you know, it took so long to figure it out, I'm sure. Lawy- all these different lawyers, blah, blah, blah. But, right. That's what they announced this move, like, what, a year, a year and a half ago? Right. And I don't even became, know if they still uh, know what they have. Right. It you know became I mean? official a week ago. Right. Right. <laughs> like, Cause I've seen, like, a bunch of Venn diagrams. Like, they mm-hmm. own all these characters and everything from Marvel except, like, She-Hulk. It's like the weirdest thing. Like they have like pretty much everything but She Hulk for some reason. I don't know why, God. and I don't know who who does who does and who wants to. Yeah, but they don't own She Hulk. So if you were looking for a great She Hulk, probably spin-off, Vivid Video. Probably <laughs> Vivid's too high class for She Hulk. That's got to be like you know one of the amateur hour things, like my cams or something. Yeah, one of the, the cam girl stuff. I don't know what you are talking about. <laughs> uh, but you know, so that's some of the business crap. Uh, we also talk, I talked about earlier that gives them thirty, almost thirty four percent of the media market share. God. Movies, TV, music, music, internet, half or a third of what you consume comes from them. That is unreal. Yeah, but you know what? As and this is a statement that is probably going to come back to bite me in the ass in ten years. But at this moment, that doesn't bother me. Because they do a really good fucking uh, that's, job. That's why no so one seems like, to care, right? Yeah, so like yeah. in my head, uh, the like the socialist in me, the yeah. the punk rock kid is like, this is bullshit, it's a monopoly, <laughs> right. they own it all and fuck them. But then there's like the consumer in me that's like, eh, they're doing a pretty good job. Right. I kind of trust them. Right. Have you <laughs> like, seen that, uh, that South Park episode? It was right after the merger was announced, so it's almost like a year old now. Might even longer than that. Um, I forget what's going on in the South Park episode, but out of nowhere, uh, Slave One, Boba Fett's ship lands, and Mickey Mouse comes out. He's like, I own all this shit now. (laughs) I'm doing whatever I want. It's fucking great. (laughs) In the Mickey Mouse voice. I won't do Mickey Mouse voice. But, yeah, doing the whole laughing at the end, you know, hee-hee, all that. It's it's fucking great. It's fucking great. Yeah, the base is like, I forget, Cartman did something and. His demand was to be Luke Skywalker's son in the next, like, Star Wars. He's like, yeah. I can do that. I own all this crap. You know, I can do whatever yeah. I want. It's fucking great. It was fucking great. Yeah, it's like, so I, you know, the way I see it, Disney buys Lucasfilm, saves Star Wars. Right. Uh, Disney opens a Marvel branch, saves comic book movies. Right. Maybe even saves the entire industry. Right. That, in, in my world as a consumer, I'm like... Cool. When you keep doing you, right? Like, I'm, right. I'm gonna keep giving you my money gladly, right? And it's, again, I know in ten years I'm probably gonna be like, God damn it. Well, it's Disney know. owns me, right? And it's I'm an, I'm an indentured servant. At least you're no house. longer giving money directly to like Disney himself because you look, you know, <laughs> maybe has some poor leaning views <laughs> yeah. on certain issues, but Walt uh, wasn't a saint. He <laughs> was okay? not. Who among, among us is? But yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't peddling. He was a product of his time. That's, that's, that's true. Aren't we all? <laughs> um, a Missouri boy, no less. That's, that's right. That's right. So that's some of the you know numbers I pulled up. Let's talk about some of the fun stuff. So does anything happen? Can anything happen with en- Avengers Endgame at this point? Do they put in something at the credit scene? Do they already have something planned? So that- I think there is... <sighs> there's one of two directions they can go. Um, I think one 
is the logical long game choice. One is the logical short game choice, and I think there's a small chance they go they go both. They tackle them both at the same time. All They're right. both. So the elephant in the room, the smart long game choice, is pulling in the X Men as quickly as possible. Sure. Um, so you know you're talking about as as we said before we aired. I I think we both agree. Kind of the logical next step as far as big bads is creating the next few phases surrounding Avengers vs. X-Men. Sure. That was a great storyline a few years ago. Um, and I think because they've put so much into Thanos, um, I don't think you can do the next three phases around a big bad that beats that. The big right. bad has to become a gray, murky area at Avengers right. versus X-Men sure. is a gray area. You have two heroes against each other. And I think that creates even that's like a, a Galacticness or something like that. You know, that's I mean that's you know, that, sure. but to me that's I think you can't get to him without doing more Captain Marvel and more Right. Well I Guardians. look at I look at Galactus as like he can be your Ultron. Okay, sure. You know, yeah. he, he he exists in this larger overarching thread of right. Avengers vs X-Men right. as a big bad in an Avengers movie. Right. But isn't the he's not the Thanos uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Proxy. Right. But I think so. I think going there is the probably the long game. But I think they're probably also smart enough, or at least I'm hoping they are, to understand that we're the market is not begging for more X Men product right now. You're right. Fox has really kind of run that property into the ground. There's a lot of Deadpool aside. Right. There's a lot of fatigue surrounding those characters. Great. That I think the smart play is, especially as they're going cosmic, bring Fantastic Four back into the fold. I mean, it's the logical step, yeah. I think. The easy step, at I, least. I think there is a place in which a post credit scene, perhaps, of Endgame, you see the Baxter building. Okay, sure. You know, right. you, uh, you hear reference to Reed Richards exploring the quantum realm. Because the quantum realm is going to play a right. part of this. Right. And I think that you, you can... I think there's a closer bridge right. that I think we'll see Fantastic Four pulled into the MCU before any mutants. I could see that unless I, Scarlet Witch becomes the the bridge to mutants, and that's kind of that's also possible. that's a big thing that I not a big thing, but one of the things I thought of too as far as post credit scenes. How do you bring X Men into it? You know, is it something as simple as? Scarlet Witch gets accepted to Xavier's school for young. Sure. You know what I mean? Opens a letter and you've been, you know, or whatever. You just see the mm-hmm. the X stamp, or, you know, something like yeah. that. Asking her to teach because then it's shit. still wide open. It could happen in four movies. You know what right. I mean? It doesn't have to happen in the next movie. Right. Because I still think they're going to recast everybody, other than yeah. Deadpool. I think um, that's the right choice. I think you have to at this point when you're yeah. doing a whole reboot. You know, you're bringing him to bring in. You can't bring. That universe into this universe. You can't bring smoothly. that baggage. You can't. Not there, at all. There, there is too much. Even if it's a. There's too much bad product. Right. That even, Disney doesn't want to fucking. Deal even if with. the old stuff is never acknowledged, if it's the same people, people just see them and think right. that. They, you can't. Yeah. You can't play that. Unless now that you know Chris Pine is done, now he goes back to being one of the Fantastic Four. Or that Chris Pine. Um, Chris Evans? Chris Evans, I'm sorry, yeah. Chris All Pine. of a sudden he's the human torch <laughs> yeah, again? The human torch again. Right? That'd be incredible. Or would it be great to or see, like, he's Reed Richards? Them too, like, <laughs> they make each other like just, the old Reed Richards. look familiar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Some stupid shit, like, that only a couple nerds would be like, oh, right. I get it, you know? Everybody else right. like, what's a waste of three seconds? Yeah. But, but like, but I, there's just so many ways they could do, I mean, and who knows if they even do anything, um, you know, rumors are everywhere thing, that like I, Deadpool's gonna appear and all that kind of shit. You um, know, I, I feel like, I just like, don't know. Um, 
as much as there's like the part of me that it's like, oh, this could be cool. It's a cool opportunity. There's a, a bigger part of me. And maybe this is just like the old man in me. That's like, I really want I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. All of these movies are super intertwined and play to the next one, right? They always give you that end credit scene right. for your through line, which I have always loved. Yeah. That being said, it's been 10 years of that. Right. Um, that I kind of want this to just be allowed to be a payoff. Just I don't, the end? I don't need Endgame to set up the next, fa- the next phase. Right. I know what you mean. Like, I, I want Endgame to just... I don't want it to be the end of a chapter. I want it to be the end of the fucking book. Fair enough. Like, let it stand on its own two feet. And then Black Panther, t- or, or uh, Far From Home, Spider-Man right. Far From Home can pick right. up. And that can give me my next Easter egg. I but just, I don't, I don't, I, there's a big part of it. I don't want that Easter egg. I sure. want it to just end and be. Can you do that in a series? I know it's the end of the phase, mm-hmm. but when you're keeping the same characters and the same actors... Can you have it just right. hard cut? And I, move, you know what I mean? Because whatever know. happens in the hard cut at the end of Avengers, whatever, they've said Spider-Man takes place like right after it. Right. So it has to affect. You know, it has to have that carryover still. Sure, no. I'm not saying the credit has to end credit, but. Right, no, I think it's it going to have. to flow. Sure, it's going to flow, and I don't, I don't uh, discount that. Okay. Um, but I know but what you're I, saying. I, 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 don't, meant like, I don't want it to inherently set up another movie. Like, I, I like the idea of, say, Far From Home existing in this world where it's telling you a story mm-hmm. that assumes you know X, Y, and Z from the previous stuff. But you don't have to. But doesn't necessarily... Right. Like, I don't want Far From Home to be set up by Endgame. Okay. Like, I want Endgame to be that end. Right. And then when it comes in, like, yeah, we're going to see these familiar faces. We're going to we're gonna reference things that happen. Like, that. I want the future to reference the past, mm-hmm. but I don't want the present to set up the future. Does that, like... To dictate it? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah to dictate the future. Yeah, that's, a, that's a better phrase. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, like, I, I like the... I feel like so much of what's made these movies become this cultural phenomenon. It's, you know, they started off, and it was like, comic fans really liked it because we were seeing the characters that we loved right. um, done justice. But it's kind of morphed into this monster where, like, people are... There are a lot of people, I'm not going to say most people, but a lot of people are, like, seeing this movie as, like, a commercial for the next one. Right. So many people are coming, like, like people fucking picking apart trailers. Like, you can't right. even enjoy a movie anymore. Right. right. Because it has to be this weird, like, completist bullshit. And I, I want Endgame to be that, like, just let it be a be an end. Just like how in their marketing... They're only showing the first 15 minutes of the right. movie. And they've admitted There's that they're bullshit. showing right. shit in the trailers right. that aren't in the movie. Right. I love that. Yeah, like, people still keep dissecting let, that. Yeah, even though like, they know it's it, not the truth. They let it be that. Right. I was having this conversation. I had a kid in class last week that we always like bullshit comics and stuff. And he was watching one of the YouTube breaks down. I was like, Jordan, let's do each other a fit. Like, I want you to experience movies the way I did when I was a kid. Like, right. I, Let yourself go sit in there for three hours and not assume anything like just go into it and let it capture you because right. that's because these because the russo brothers are trying really fucking hard really to give us that hard. right they want to give us that right. like accept that gift are you cool with the three and a half hour runtime yes I, i'm fucking over excited about and it, right? over again i'm only bummed that i gotta figure out where to pee at <laughs> like it's up there, there needs three and a half hour avenger movie 
there has to be a pause. There right. should be a, there should be I, like intervention. This right, is inter- a movie that I like can't be. bring a cherry cola into. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna have to go straight popcorn yeah. raw dog. Yep. You have to get the old uh, stadium, the stadium pal and just uh, tie it to your thigh there. Yeah. Get the catheter. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, people are like that's gonna be a long movie. I'm like, I, you know, this the last one was what two and a half or whatever. Yeah. And it didn't feel long. It, it, there was no part in there. I'm like, they could, they could totally get rid of that. Yeah, there was no shuffling. There was no shuffling. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for, you know, in five years when they do the combo DVD or Blu-ray where it's like 10 hours of, you know. Right. <laughs> like they did with Lord of the Rings, all this unreleased oh, shit. Here, buy the first Lord of the Rings and it's nine hours long. Yeah. You know what I mean? All this crazy shit. Because you know they shot just. Oh, endless well, Endless stuff. Endless stuff. Um, not to get too off topic, but did you hear where, um. Uh, Zack Snyder said there is a yeah. Justice League cut. It's just up to them to put it out. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll see. Well, so he's he's all over the place now. For uh, he he was uh, chastising people last week because he he uh, he was upset that people um, didn't like his take on Batman. Oh, Batman, Batman killing, killing people, right? Right. And he was like, "This is fucking fairy tales. You guys are children." Right. It's like, dude. Pump the brakes, Zach. Right. I like. I I see his point and I get it. Sure. But I also see everybody else's point and I get that. I mean, you know, every author has a different take on Batman, and they should be allowed right. to do whatever. It's it is. It's a fiction fantasy world. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you also, to me, eh, on some level, and I love I love Snyder. I really do like his stuff. I like mm-hmm. most of his books. I enjoy you know some of the harder ed Batman stuff. I got no problem with reading that kind of shit. You know, it doesn't bother me either way. But I do get, if you're a hardcore Batman fan, you want, not even hardcore, just to be somewhat true to that source material, that that's kind of what makes well, Batman him, is that he doesn't want to kill. Right, that, that's a that's, his in, that that's a hard line. Right, I agree. You know, and I, I, and I think, absolutely, when new people take over, but that's, I also like, when a comic book writer takes over a character and gives their spin on it, I respect it. When a movie maker Changes, right. is trying to play that game, it's like... It's different. Story. No, no your you role, right. man. Right. No, like, oh, like we're all part of this big ecosystem, and I and there are a lot of things that filmmakers can get away with yeah. that comic writers can't. Right. But understand that. And Zack Snyder jumped into this trying to act like he was part of, like... Well, and I, f- I feel like... I no, feel dude, like know, know your place in this uh, ecosystem. Does, does Watchmen pretty much just have everything to do with that for him? You know what I mean? Oh, right. I mean, that's what, to me... Everything he's done is kind of is the result of that doing that kind of yeah. not trying to redo that necessarily, but trying yeah. to get that same vibe out of yeah. it. Yeah, which I get, and that so works for Watchmen. Sure, because there's not that legend, that legend of the Batman detective, yeah. all that kind of you know, yeah. it's not it wasn't built up like that, and those heroes weren't portrayed as that for right. seventy years prior. Right. You know what I mean? The Watchmen, so. it, well, the Watchmen exists. We are to so be, off topic to be I, a. Uh, <laughs> To be an allegory, it exists to look at the, like what the real world is. Right, Batman doesn't need to like. The, well, I think you don't need to use Batman to tell me your your take on America right, right now. Like right. that's not well. You that's know, not the place. The comedian for this. Horshack are Batman who kills. Right. So just use new characters. Yeah, you don't have those, to make it Batman. Yeah, that's like you, know like, what you mean? don't. So. You don't have the right. Right. Like to a take lot of, away. Like a lot of the newer to take stuff. Away the, 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 the essence of this character. Right. Because you want to tell your story. Right. Make a new character then, dude. Right. Or do what a lot of them do. Not a lot of them. I've, I've read a few. 
it's a alternate universe. It's a sure. what you know what I mean. It's I don't you know a million different ideas, but it's not the Batman you know. You yeah. know what I mean? That's where I think you have to have that. If you want to have Batman do that, great. Just make it evil Batman or whatever. You know, yeah. that's simplifying things, Elseworlds. obviously. But exactly, Elseworlds exactly. Batman. You know, Superman with a mustache. He's the bad Superman. Yeah. You know, or goatee. Right. You know, he's the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He can kill. Um, but like even in, you know, was it uh, was it Batman versus Superman or Dawn of Justice where he has that, what, a dream sequence or whatever when he's in the desert killing yeah. people? I didn't have a problem with that because it was a dream sequence. It wasn't... well. I didn't have an issue with, like, so I didn't have an issue, personally, with how Zack Snyder approached Batman. Like, I didn't look at that. That was not my downfall of that film. <laughs> that's very true. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it would have been if the rest of right. it were any good. Maybe that's his point, is get everybody <laughs> focusing on something else, so they don't right. really focus on how shitty the movies were. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Let's not talk about the quality of the movie. Let's talk about Batman yeah. killing somebody. Yeah. So, I like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that... Big a deal. I think um, it was a vocal minority that really gave a shit. Right. But I think the fact that he's lending it so much credence and, and right. calling out the right. comic book universe is like, now we all have to band well, together. Like, no, dude, fuck ex- you. Exactly, right. Because I didn't give a shit about this, but now Until I then. do when exactly. you want to come for my people. Exactly. Yeah. You want to come for comic book people about how they feel about their characters? Right. No, dude. You right. drew the line in the sand. Yeah. Now I'm going to stand on my side. Of That's it. definitely one of those, like... Twitter wars, whatever you want to call it, online wars. If you just stay quiet and let everybody else hash it out, you're probably going to come off on the winning side just because, yeah. you know, you, you'll get the whole artist point of view, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Which is totally great. But then when yeah. you start... When you start instigating the trolls... Right. You the, you're up, part man. of the problem now. Right, you fought right. a losing battle. Exactly. Agreed 100%. And I'm going to play my role in that battle now. <laughs> totally. You, you totally. called me to arms, <laughs> totally. man. I was perfectly ready to let sleeping dogs right. lie. I didn't give a shit about this movie for the last three years. Right. I'm not going to start caring now. So to wrap up, at the end of Endgame, Batman kills somebody. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was our topic to start with. Right. And now we're in a different universe and on a totally different topic. Oh. I'm just, we're all good. We're all good. Uh, but to me, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I mean, I know what I want from Endgame. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want from that end credit scene. I yeah. I, maybe it's just because I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's an amazing thing that after 10 years, I have no fucking yeah. idea what's coming next. Yeah. I know there's going to be some Spider-Man movies, a Black Panther movie, uh, Black Widow's going to get her own thing. I have no clue what's going on in any of them. I just want to see... That's great. Uh, what I want out of Endgame is to just see loose ends tied. I want, I want to see the characters that I've come to love over the last um, 10 years really get their appropriate farewell. Sure. Whether it be through an emotional death or mourning scene or through or retire or whatever it may be. Right. Like I, I want to see, uh, and I imagine that's probably why it's a three and a half hour movie is because you have to give, I was going to say, uh, like, I, I like, feel like there's going to be multiple endings. Almost, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, because you have, well, you have to assume you have to wrap up so many that there's going to be, let's say on conservatively, at least Steve Rogers and Tony Stark are sure. done. More than likely Chris Hemsworth as well. Right. So let's say we're looking at right. three characters right. that have existed in the uh, public and this in this cultural zeitgeist They've represented for, really for that. ten years. Right. All three need to have like a proper true send-off. Right. proper send offs. Yeah. So you have to like you have to wrap up the movie right. and then wrap up and those wrap characters. Up, right. Because all three of those <clears> characters 
have to play into the climax. Right. That, the, like the falling <laughs> action has to bid really like right. emotional farewell. Right. I mean, I'm such a nerd too. When I think of like ending scenes and shit like that, I start thinking about you know the um, Infinity War. The last time we saw, <clears throat> uh, what's uh, uh, Doctor Strange's buddy? Is it Wong? Is yeah. Is that his yeah, real name? I always forget. That's his real name though too, isn't it? I don't I think know. Like B.E. Wong. I can't remember. His... But anyway, because, <laughs> you know, the last thing you see is Tony Stark saying, Wong, you're invited to my wedding. Yeah. So I feel like an outro is Wong trying to get into right. the wedding. You know, or something. Right. You don't see the wedding. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or is, because I go back and forth. I'm like, I feel like it either ends with Tony Stark's funeral or uh-huh. the wedding. Yeah. Um, either way, he's done. You know what right. I mean? I feel like that's a good ending for him. That's, and I don't feel like you have to have a happy... I feel like people want a happy ending, especially after after Infinity War. Uh-huh. I don't know if you can end on that big of a downer. Right. Um, but that goes back to my multiple endings kind of thing. Like, sure. That's like ending well, like one and that, then it rolls into... It's almost like that's where you've got you, you've to save it through there. Like, I feel like that, like that could be the shining star. Right. Because I think... Or I love the idea of it, Tony Stark dies and the, the trailer is... Now he's Jarvis. So it, the suit yeah. comes on and he's talking. Or something, yeah, or something like that. that. Right, right. I just, I, I would be shocked if Downey Jr. especially is done 100%. Yeah. I would really be shocked. He's, well, I, I think the, the logical thing is a Steve Rogers death, a Tony Stark retirement, and a Thor exile in a different sure. universe. Right. You know, because I think those, those three are at least... 95% done. Right. You know, like, obviously it's comic books, man. We've had right. a lot of people brought back from the dead and right. done things. So but just financially, like like you said, I could see Tony Stark being, all right, man, let's keep you open to, to do a cameo. Right. Or keep you open to be a voice actor right. in something. Right. Um, while truly passing the Iron Man uh, mantle, on. mantle right. on. Right. Which I think is, a, you know, uh, I think they'll, I think, I really think they will go the women route. I think yeah. uh, uh, Sherry is really lined up to be the next Iron Man, honestly. Well, and I, I think that's also, again, a really, like, a, that's a savvy business move she, on yeah. top of being a great storytelling movie. Yes. You know, she's and a I think great character. I mean, she is a, to- a Tony Stark. She's, right. you know, the same thing. And Even really kind of portrayed smarter. Yeah. Because she has more access to so much different shit than him. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So. And with Captain Marvel doing so well, like, it, it makes sense for, especially bringing Captain Marvel back as the savior of this whole phase, right. like Captain Marvel becoming the next de facto leader of the group. Yeah. You know, the place yeah. where like, all right, Brie Larson's going to carry this franchise for the next six to 10 years. Right. right. Um, so what cast can you put around her that's going to continue to, to allow that to grow in really organic and interesting and fun storytelling ways. And a Shuri as an Iron Man, um, letting, uh, Scarlet Witch really kind of grow into her own. Right. Letting Black Widow kind of become this kind of weird elder stateswoman of right. the, of the group. Yeah. That is still kind of boys club, but also like right. very much herself. Like yep. I, I think there's some interesting dynamics that could happen there if they went really female heavy. Yeah. Um, very much so. Yeah. And of course, with Black Panther still operating. Yep. And Doctor Strange still coming right, in, right? And uh, Spider Man as a teenager, like you, there's, there's infinite growth potential yeah. there. Um, that I think uh, that's the place you got to go. I agree. Like female heavy. Do um, 
going forward, I forgot where my, I was going with this. Um, this wasn't where I was going, but it just hopped, hopped in my head. Do they do any more with Hulk? Man, that is just such a bizarre property. Isn't it? Like, in the uh, ensemble movies, great character. so well. I mean, Thor Ragnarok, great. Killer. Great. Such a great comic book mm-hmm. movie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Age of Ultron. Right. I would argue he was the best part of that Right. Um, even, you know, the, the current stuff were, you know, um, obviously I think from the, a lot of the pictures we've seen for toys and stuff, Professor Hulk is coming and that yeah. kind of stuff. Which is which is cool, but do they use that going forward? I don't know. I don't know what his contract situation is. Yeah. Um, but I I've really I've read a couple times that there's no plans to ever do a, a Hulk standalone again. Right. Just because it's been shit on a couple times. Well, it's not shit on. Just wasn't you know. Well, it's, it, Hulk's just not an interesting. It's a hard independent character. character. Right. Right. He he can't carry a story because Hulk is inherently a monster right like part of what makes him as a character great is the jekyll and hyde aspect right but that doesn't carry a nuanced film it carries the fuck out of an 80s tv show though I'll tell hell you yeah that was, hell yeah i still whenever whenever i'm like feeling bummed or whatever i'll go on youtube and just find outro for the incredible hulk <laughs> like that piano sad and him just walking it's just sad so great man just bruce banner thumb out backpack on uh-huh. It's, that's some sad music right there. Yeah. I'm almost hearing right now. <laughs> uh, but that just yeah, sh- I, I have age, to think but... that that's just kind of toast. Uh, you know, maybe. But with Black Widow, do they up. still use him? Yeah, you know, I, can I mean, see that in other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he can go away, obviously, because he's such a big part of the right. Avengers and that, right. that whole MCU group. But I just, like you said, I don't know that he really can carry a movie, right? Because other than his origin story, what's that interesting about him day to day. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, the best, I mean, I guess this is subjective, but I, I feel pretty confident in saying the best piece of Hulk centric media that's ever existed was the planet Hulk storyline. Yeah. And they basically did that in Ragnarok. That's true. So like what you can't do a standalone movie that like, obviously they took Thor who can't really make a great standalone movie also. No. And, Hulk, who can't make great standalone movie, and they gave them both. Right. They took the best storyline from Thor and the best storyline from Hulk and combined <laughs> them and gave you a hell of a movie. Right. But you like um, that's kind of busting the nut for both characters. Right. You were talking about you know Thor being gone. Is he gone? Because they are doing a Loki. Uh, right, a Loki TV show. Uh, is it a, a TV show or a movie? I'm not sure. It's, it's a, a TV series. show. So and he. Um, but I think what's his name? Hilston. Yeah, Hilston's in, Hilston's it. in it. But I think that could be that's probably a different timeline you think? scenario. I think that's probably a prequel. I would be surprised. If I mean, he would have brought, to come back to life, obviously. Right. Or whatever, I'd be but. surprised if they were going to bring him back to life and bring Hemsworth back for a mini series on a but streaming platform. I, 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 I agree, but we are talking about Disney, who has all the money. That's true. Um, and if he's under contract, if the contract's just with Disney, can they just tell him this is what you're doing? You know, I, just, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know. Um, especially with the streaming service. I'm sure it has, it's probably exclusive. But, sure. Um, I just I find it hard to believe that they would take uh, Loki's character, same guy, Huddleston, and even if you move it back 20 years, it's still that guy. Right. And it's got to feature Thor's Thor. got to be in there, right? Right. I mean, because if it's about how he became to be Thor's brother, that's way fucking early. Right. And he wouldn't even be the same. So I just, I'm curious what they're going to do there. Yeah. 
You know, I haven't given a lot of credence do to they, that. Do but they now use it's um, really opening my door? What's here. their dad's names? Uh, um, um, Anthony uh, Hopkins. Hopkins. I couldn't, there you I, go. Yeah, Silence I, of Lambs just keeps coming out. <laughs> They're gonna use Hannibal Lecter as their dad. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe that is a continuation. And what if there's a scenario in which like. Thor dies to bring Loki back, and Loki and Hiddleston becomes the new Thor the new, proxy, right, right? And as Loki, but, but like, are set up the new Asgard or whatever, it is. Right. right? So it could become that that sacrificial piece. It, what I and where the you don't, I where say Thor that, does die, but right. you get you get a Thor replacement intrinsically, and right. you could argue that the fan base, at least of the cinematic universe, has enjoyed Loki more right. than Thor. And the other, totally right. And the only reason I suggest that is because they have said. Um, now more than like the Marvel Netflix stuff, mm-hmm. the TV shows will be directly right. connected to the movies and everything. Yeah. So whatever happens in this Loki movie, if it's earlier, has to coincide with what happened in right. the new stuff. Or if it's down the road, you know, flows into. So it's just like you said. There's so much that How they do you own in all those plates. That's what's amazing. That's what really Kevin is. Feige, you, you beautiful mind. It's like even when you know, it's like hey, you're just in charge of the MCU, but that's so fucking right. Just in charge Monster. of the MCU. Oh, right. That's yeah. everything now, almost. Right. You know what I mean? It really is. That's what I would love to see. Now that they own shit, I would love just to see random shit show up just because they own it. Fuck right. you, we own it. Hey, there goes Howard the Duck. You know yeah. what I mean? Just random shit. They're, they're doing all the cosmic shit. You just see the Millennium Falcon fly by. <laughs> right. What? Or even oh. a Spaceballs reference. So, so right. random, you know, <laughs> what the hell? Was that Dark Helmet? Anyway, so we got to that. We got to that. Um... What what I want to touch on too, so you know, we don't even really know everything they own. We know a lot of what they own, obviously, mm-hmm. movies, t- other TV show. To you, other than Fantastic Four, what we've touched on, what gets rebooted, recast? I mean, they own things like Aliens, Planet of the Apes. They now fully own Avatar, um, Simpsons, Family Guy. I mean, it's really endless. Um, God, how forgettable is Avatar as the highest grossing film of all time? I agree. Like, like, I, I, I don't seeing it in theaters. I don't hate it, but it. I don't love it. It's fucking Pocahontas. Uh, it's yeah. the same exact it thing. Is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I enjoyed watching it, I did but too. it's just odd yeah. to think about that was like once in a world before the MCU. That's exactly Avatar right. Avatar was yeah, yeah. That couldn't. The Avatar sequels are going to be so disappointing. Like, their their cultural well, significance I have, I have to go back and so look, but lower. I think Avatar takes place in, like, 2150, you know, as far as yeah. the time frame. So, let's say maybe uh, the MCU guys can go to the future and fly to that planet, where the fuck that planet is, right? Yeah, those blue cats are <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy scrolls. lands at... Uh, they're Kree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're Kree Wait, descendants. I, I got to put my tail into it. What tail? Oh, I'm out. Right. I'm out. No, right. I'm not connecting my ponytail with his tail. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. So what, I mean, um, what, what do you what are you looking forward you know, to? I, I think uh, you have to let Planet of the Apes continue to be what it is. The the rebooted versions have been really successful. Yep. That I think you either, but they kind of. If you're Disney, I think you you either let that die for a while, for ten to fifteen years at least. Yeah. Or you let it exist with its current current creative team, and I can't even and run. I'm not even sure if I saw the last one, to be I honest. I didn't. I didn't know if there, um, I feel like it was an, it ended. I feel like it was an I, ending, but I can't remember offhand. I didn't see the last one, and I, you know, it's totally just the result of there being so much good content Was that the right Woody now. Harrelson one? Yes. Then I did see that. Okay. 
I, could, I think. I, mean, I can't remember if he was in the second last like, one or the last one. I remember the, like, the dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Right. Really fucking digging. Right. Um, Which and was then the second what, one, right? No, that was the, that was the first. Franco? One. Yeah, that was the okay. Franco one. Okay. And then... I feel like the names the were... The next one were named weird. That's was, why it always threw me off. Yeah, the next one was... Was it War for the Something Planet like, of the yeah, Apes? Yeah, I think it was the last one. Okay, I did, so oh, I didn't yeah. see the third one okay, in that okay. set. I saw the second one. I think the second one was the Harrelson one. Maybe it was. No, the second one was the Gary Oldman Yes, one. yes, you're right. And I watched that one and I dug it. Um, And the third one I remember seeing like trailers like look cool and it had Harrelson, who yeah. I love. Yeah. And I really en- enjoyed the first two, but it was just like... There's so much content. There is, yeah, um, and I and I, I I remember liking it. I didn't, you know, obviously I can't remember everything about it because I didn't I didn't love it. Um, but I loved the original shit. I really did. Oh yeah. I mean, I look back and it's still cheesy, but to me it still holds up. I still, I mean, name me another movie with like twenty five minutes of no talking that you're still into. Yeah. Like other than a, a little brief communication at the beginning when they're all going to sleep in the uh-huh. um. In the, the spaceships, and they crash, try to get out. There is no talking once those other two guys die. Well, and I mean, like I, I also feel like yeah, that original Planet of the Apes does something that movies kind of can't anymore. Kind of like how Empire gave you what it did at the end. How a movie can't do that, right? The Charlton Heston finding the Statue of Liberty, right? Like that moment is so magnificent, yeah. That it, that will forever make me love that that flick. Um, I agree, but I feel like you know we know the future of Avatar, so they're not going to redo anything. Not going to redo there. anything. No, no. Um, I think Planet of the Apes. It would be, I think it would be foolish to reboot Planet of the Apes right now because it was just rebooted and done well, and still was pretty forgettable, even though True. it was done well. Even though they rebooted it, that like, I think what, five years after the Marky Mark shit. Oh God! They did that version. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. No, it was a, the Marky Mark version was like oh one probably. Was it that long ago? Yeah, I bet okay. it was ten years. Okay, between so. Marky Mark and uh, and was the Monkey it? Bunch. That was uh, what's his name again? Wasn't it uh, Tim Burton? Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't care for it. It's not Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman and Beetlejuice. Other than that, no um, thanks, Burton. Yeah, Batman. I guess I like get Batman. Um, so I think they leave. They leave that. Those, I think they probably leave most of that shit. Aliens, I don't know. Because, like, they kind of tried to do that, like, the Prometheus stuff. Right. That was, like, the the precursor. Right. And it didn't seem to grab a foothold in the market. I didn't care. I mean, I watched them. I, I don't yeah. see. I mean, I, I, I liked Aliens. I liked the series. Uh, do I love it? No. I love the first one the most, obviously. I thought right. it was a great movie. Um I, that's one of those movies where can you see anybody else but a Sigourney Weaver in it? Right. And if and they do, how far removed does it really have to be? And do you need to? Well, that's is the right. better that's question. True. Like, that's I, true. I think we kind of live in this world where we have to, as creators, now more than ever, I think people need to be asking, just because we can doesn't mean we sure. should. Sure. Like, when you take beloved properties that do a really great job of telling the complete story, then you might want to let sleeping dogs lie. That's you know, true. Like, I feel like in a, in a Marvel Cinematic Universe or in a Star Wars Universe, they're so open-ended that there is no harm in continuing to add to that legacy. Right. But if I'm looking at uh, a Planet of the Apes, do I need an extended universe of Planet of the Apes? No, man. Like That was a right. really interesting, cool story. That was an allegory that said all it needed to say. 
And I don't, and I think if you want to try to tell new stories, then tell me new stories. You don't need to tell me new stories through that vehicle. Sure. And I think Disney owns enough properties that can right. continue in a right. single universe that I, we're, we're starting to reach that like, uh, maximum capacity of shared universes. <laughs> Fair enough. And yeah. so many people like because Marvel did it so well. Now everyone's on the shared universe bandwagon. It's like I, we don't need to be. It's true. Like I, yeah. I kind of miss a world where a movie can just be a movie by in and of itself. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think Disney's smart enough to also understand that, like, just like they're already pulling back with Star Wars. Right. I think Disney understands the the franchise fatigue and I don't think they will rush into that with these other properties. Right. Because I think they know, you know, if you're going to make a good Planet of the Apes or Aliens or Avatar movie, it's going to be half a billion dollar movie. Are we in a are we in a world where Disney can produce seven movies that big a year? And all of them become profitable, like I, I'd say, yeah. You, you pick and choose, right? I want this year, I want my Star Wars movie to be my big nut. This year, I want my Avengers movie to be my big nut. Right. I'll have, well, shit. With the market share they have, they can put ten out, and six will be the right. top move. You know, the top ten movies of the year. It just it has based to, on what yeah, they have. Just out by there. math, right? Right. We haven't even talked about the fact that. Disney is still making Disney movies. Right. You know? Right. Like, we can talk about, yeah, no oh, they're Marvel movies, they're Star Wars right. movies, now these Fox properties. No, man. They're yep. still, making still making the most Disney. beloved right. kids' animated right. films. Well, Christ, they're, they're redoing Toy Story. Pirates of the and, Caribbean. Right. You know, they're they're redoing that whole franchise like, now, because they, they got rid of, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Johnny Depp. Depp, right. Yeah. Because like, he's insane. So you can... Disney still has to do Disney shit. Sure. And they'll always On top do it, of obviously. Right. right. But I'm saying, like, at what point are you stretching yourselves too thin? Sure. The, who knows uh, what direction they take those things. Does uh, does any of the stuff they purchased, the licensing rights, change anything in their parks? Do they add... Absolutely. What oh do they start God. adding? We know they're doing the Star Wars oh my stuff, God. obviously, but... I. I am do you do a Simpsons land? I am you know, freaking out. We, I was talking to Libby today. We went. To, it was Libby's birthday yesterday, so we went out to her parents' house today, and her brother and sister in law live in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So we were already planning our family trip for next year to like go out to Disneyland. And Libby even said to me, she was like, "Well, maybe we should try to push it for this year because they'll have Galaxy's Edge done in the fall and." You know, if we go out there after that comes, it's going to be a mess. So we should probably go before. It's like, shut up. Right. Shut up. With right. That. No. Right. I want to see Galaxies. Absolutely. But, you know, because like I said, they're doing, they have that. They have the Harry Potter stuff. Um, no. They have like a Harry Potter. The Harry Potter stuff's universal. Is that universal? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. That wasn't Fox. That was That's a right. Warner right. Brothers That's property. Right. That's right. It's just all. God, could you, if Disney owned fucking Harry Potter too. <laughs> Just, you know, you can just put a main line from my wallet to Bob Iger's. <laughs> right. If they own Harry Potter, too. And I was just, I was trying to think of a franchise that they now have that has created such a universe that would lend itself to something along those lines. Like a Simpsons or, you know, building Springfield or whatever. Hey, the Quickie Mart, your bullshit, all that kind of stuff. 
But I was trying to think. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, I know there's more properties that I haven't even thought of. Well, I'm that they could do that with. I think they could, but I'm interested. Like, do they have to? Because right, I guess like, those parks are more towards they, the original. Right, Disney that's stuff. what I was thinking. Like when I think about Disney, like yeah, I am stoked to go to Galaxy's Edge, but at the end of the day, like I kind of like Disney World or Disneyland sure. to be that Disney, right? Like I, you know, I think it's. That's a place that gets to be really magical for kids, and I kind of want it to be. Like, as much as, it's weird, like, I am an adult that, by standard measures, kind of likes kid shit. Right. I like comic books, I like sci-fi, I like things that were geared toward kids, and I I like that um, that content has adapted to, to tell more adult stories, but I don't want... I don't want to lose the forest for the trees. Like, at the end of the day, I like something. I like that it exists to allow more kids in. Kids like me, like, I love this shit now because as a kid, I needed it. Right. Now I just like it. But as a kid, I needed these characters to find my voice as a human being. Right. And so I like Disneyland or Disney World or whatever to still be that place where... Kids can go and believe in magic. Like, I look forward to taking my my daughters to Disney for the first time and having them see that castle and just be... <gasps> right. Like, if they see the goddamn alien spaceship, is that going to... Like, yeah, it's going to take the fan, the 40-year-old fanboy and be like, yeah, here's my $5,000 for this fucking rare piece of prop. Right. But does it need to be that? Can it just be a place where, like... A five-year-old shows up and drops her jaw and suspends disbelief for right. ten minutes and just believes that Beauty and the Beast was a real thing that happened. Right. Um, and I don't want to lose that. I think we're we're in kind of a weird, dangerous place. We're like to serve my needs. Are we taking away from what made this all the magical childhood. in right. the first place? Right. I know what you mean. That makes sense. I mean, it's, and I don't yeah. have an answer. Obviously, it's a legit question. Um, my big question, and I feel like what sucks, it's, it's not going to get answered from this Disney-Fox merger. Um, and I know people have talked about it for a long time. It's a, it's a hard question to answer. Pluto and Goofy, why can one talk and oh, one can't? Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going to take a, an even bigger caveat to that, that. So now that I'm watching a lot of Mickey Mouse, my kids... Um, I do get frustrated about this this scenario, yeah. but I have a lot of questions surrounding Goofy. Why does uh, Mickey get Minnie mm-hmm. and Donald get Daisy, and Goofy don't get shit? But, but Goofy's the only one with a kid. That's right. That's right. I have so many questions. I very much so. Yeah. And I, I maybe I, that's I, why Pluto's catatonic. Right. I, I feel like. <laughs> Goofy's really treated as a second-class citizen in this universe. Very much so. And I'm not, I'm not here for it. <laughs> I'm not with it. Um, so while it's the age-old question, I th- Pluto's better off being, being subservient. Being <laughs> because he doesn't just have to get shit on by watching his friends fall in love while having to raise a son by yourself. Yeah, it's a, you know. They say Disney's place of fantasies, but boy, he got the short end of the string, yeah, man. Boy, did he ever? He got fucked on that did deal. Did he ever? I feel like some some of the early ones, he had a wife, and of course it's because of the times. But it, she was just like the voice in the background who would yell at him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like that's what it was. So he gets Clarabelle the cow, shows up, and 
while they never make her Goofy's romantic interest, they, they, she kind of serves that role. Right. You know, they make her tall and lanky like Goofy is. So, like, she's, like, the natural thing. But it's, like, that's clearly an afterthought that you're building a cow lady right. and calling her Clarabelle. And she's also kind of generally panned and shit on by Mick, by Minnie and Daisy. They're, like, they don't they don't look at her like yeah. she matters. Yeah. I'm just like, man, I... I'm not about it. Don't don't ever let anybody say we don't tackle the hard questions. Right. I mean, we go full at it. Uh, no one else is talking about this stuff. Everybody's all excited about Fox Disney. No one's talking about the real victims here. Right. And it's a tragedy. <laughs> it is. And it's hard to say, is Goofy more of a victim than Pluto? Because you can't talk to uh-huh. Pluto. But on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few minutes. And we're back. Big long break for you, I know. Yeah, you know, I, I consider our breaks kind of like the TARDIS. Absolutely, it's, it's bigger on our side. <laughs> you know, we we got to stop, watch a little YouTube, watch a little Echo, eat a couple pretzels, That's open right. a new beer. That's right. It really is like the TARDIS, thing. and it took yeah. no time for, it took for zero for, time for our our faithful listeners. <laughs> so we wanted to kind of wrap up our Disney uh, Fox merger discussion. The only thing we really didn't get into. Well, there's lots we didn't get into. Right. But one of the main things that we could think of we didn't get into is all the new Disney live-action shit coming down the road. Um, yeah. Dumbo just came out over the weekend. Lion King's coming down the road. Aladdin's uh, on the Aladdin's way. Aladdin's coming down and the road. thankfully, uh, the Will Smith genie is starting to look a little look more okay. reasonable. Yep. yep. I, was, I was among the many that was, uh, let's say, concerned about the first trailer. Sure. Like, did, did they fly too close to the sun? Is right. this... Uh, do they... Are they being too bold? What uh, What is your feeling on the live action stuff? Do you like it? Do you care? Um, I, you know, I have mixed feelings. I think some of it is really cool. Is it necessary? Um, it's one of the things. Do we need oh, to see it all the time? It's definitely not necessary. <laughs> but well, I mean, that's what makes it Disney, right? <laughs> is the fucking twelfth Star Wars movie necessary? Eh, possibly. Right, possibly. <laughs> depending on who you yeah, ask. But yeah. I'm, like. Is the ninth Fast and the Furious movie spin-off? Definitely, spin not. Off? definitely like, yeah. We live in a world of excess. It's true. Necessary is no longer an important question. Of course, now they're... Is gonna, it profitable? Now they're That's Vin, the only There's no question. Vin Diesel, so they might be necessary. Right. It's just The Rock, so it, let's go. Yeah, it is the only question is, is it profitable? <laughs> um, but I think... I think it depends on where they go with them. I think, like, Maleficent was that first one that did really well. Sure. But I think it's because it took that... Snow White story or Sleeping Beauty. I don't even remember which one it was. Yeah. But it told it through a different lens. Right. Which made it really cool. It makes it more and of then, a different story. And right. I, I, but, you know, and then that, that, familiar yet different. Right. And then that Beauty of the Beast came out and it was beloved, but it was the same fucking movie. Like, right. Yeah. To me, I was like, eh, right. I didn't think it and was And I'll be necessary. honest, I, I didn't see the Beauty and the Beast one. You know, I, even when I was, of course, I'm, I'm a guy, I didn't care for Beauty and the Beast. I had a son, he didn't care for Beauty and the Beast. So I never got into... That side really? of it, right? You know, see, um, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. Really, I love. And, and you know, Beauty I just I, honestly, well, this isn't true because I want to say it's. I don't. I don't like most of the songs. Yeah, and that's probably a problem in a musical. That's significant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, well, that's I love Beauty. And the, the thing is, I I saw the new Beauty and the Beast, but I love Beauty and the Beast because, as far as I'm concerned, that is the most beautiful piece of animation ever made. That is gorgeously drawn. That is the movie that made me want to draw. Really? That made me want to study art. Um, so when they remade it, I was like, I, I love Emma Watson. I love, I love Harry Potter. 
You know, I, I'm, I've been in on Emma Watson on day one. I'm a fan. Um, but I, like, it's taking away the part that I love most of the original movie. Right. Which is how it was drawn. Right. But that being said, I thought the, the live action, I thought it was cool. Yeah. But, like, I watched that once with Libby having rented it. I've watched the animated one 50 times since then. Granted, I have twins, twin daughters, so, sure. of course, we watch a million things a bunch. But still, like... I've shown them that animated one over and over again, right. and we've never even tried that. Right. That uh, the live action. I, th- I think my so, big. I don't think it's. I think it depends on the story. If you want to go, if you want to give me a different that's take, right. a Maleficent style. Right. Yeah, man, that's and fun. I, and you want to just remake animated movies live action? Ah, and I did. I'm I, not here for. I didn't it. love. I, you know, I enjoyed. Uh, um, Jungle Book. No, which, um, uh, well, Jungle Book was okay. Yeah, I, like I said, I think it goes back to. I just don't know if I ever, like, I, I liked certain Disney movies, but I was never, when I was a kid, all about Disney. Really? You know I, I, mean? I was for a stretch. I mean, I, I, there's some Disney movies that I absolutely love, don't get me wrong, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy a lot of the stuff. I was never huge into, like, the Mickey Mouse stuff and, you know, anything like that, right. so I never got into that side of Disney. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, 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 I don't hate it. I also I, feel I like your childhood was a kind of weird era for Disney. Like, when you, like... I feel like Disney, you know, in its heyday in the 40s, 50s, 60s was producing really, like, high-quality animated stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the 70s and 80s were kind of weird. Right. And then early 90s, they were like, we're going back to our roots. Right. And the early 90s is when they would give you... um, Aladdin. Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King. So, like, my youth was the... Disney, uh, like, rebirth. Resurgence, right. So I, I, you know, it would make sense that that wouldn't be your thing, because, like, what did they really make in the late 70s, early 80s when you were a Disney kid? They were were making fucking Pete's Dragon. Right. So in turn, that's why I got into G.I. Joe, you know, He-Man, Transformers, because that's what... That was what was good. Available to me. Well, that was the best content available. And I I feel like that kind of goes back to what I was saying before about the vault thing. I feel like... Maybe this maybe it's just my perspective, but I never saw half that stuff because it wasn't available. Yeah, you know we have we had a VCR and all that kind of stuff, but you couldn't rent that stuff. Sure, it just wasn't there. It was there like every like I said ten years mm-hmm. for X amount of time and then gone. Yeah, I couldn't and I you know I didn't love it enough to go buy anything, so I never really explored a lot of it. Yeah, so I you know I probably didn't see Lion King until it was on regular TV. Boy, you know Lion I mean? King they made Lion King what ninety four right. Right, yeah, and I, you know, you know that was that era when all of a sudden they 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 brought you, and it was it was like a six year stretch, where it was Little Mermaid, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Toy Story, um, Pocahontas, and Toy Story kind of brought me back. Shit, really, Toy Story kind of brought me back into it. Um, I don't know if it was just the characters like Tom Hanks and stuff. Like I recognized that more. Um, or well, if it was just the look of it, I really hadn't seen anything like that before. Um, but it also, to me, didn't feel Disney. Yeah. Now, now you associate it with Disney, but mm-hmm. when it came out, it was Pixar. It was Pixar. It was just by, yeah. Right. It's weird. Like it now thing. we look at Disney Pixar right. as the same thing. It's a thing. But right. like when it was Toy Story, it, well, and, and Toy Story, you can tell like when you put it in context, is a total departure. Right. You know, like Toy Story. Is not like everything Disney did was a fairy tale. Right. Toy Story was, was and is, 
grounded in what it meant to be a kid. Right. At so, that moment. Whereas, like, it wasn't telling the fairy tale story that kids looked up to. It was telling the kids' story to right. themselves. Right, right. Um, which was really, really bold at that time. You know, you, you, you talk about... I think we live in an era where, you know, that, that kind of stuff gets lost. Huh? Um, because there is so much good content that everyone has a voice now. Yeah. Which is wonderful. But you kind of forget what made those things impressionable. The fact sure. that, like, I remember as a kid seeing Toy Story and being like, oh, wow, like, I've, I've never heard a story told to me. Right. Which is, you know, why I imagine, like, a a Captain Marvel or a Wonder Woman or a Black Panther is what it is, because there are entire, like, I say that, which probably sounds so fucking shitty as, like, a middle-class white guy. <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, I never heard a story told to me. <laughs> oh, fuck you, John. Nothing resonated with me. Right. Nothing was talked no, to me. <laughs> yeah, nothing was told to me as a 10-year-old. Nothing was for me. But, so, yeah, as a 10-year-old. <laughs> God damn, I've really painted myself in a fucking corner here. <laughs> but the lead I'm, just, I'm just saying it's a de- it was a departure no, I, for Disney. I totally know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. There's so little out there that speaks to me. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now but, that I've yeah. sufficiently put my foot in my mouth for today, <laughs> um, I thought I was gonna hit on something else about live action, but it just I've totally lost it. Um, obviously, it wasn't that important then. Um, and we we brought it up a little bit, but you know they've owned Star Wars now for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the great things that I think they can do with that going forward, you know, you're going to have more um, streaming service stuff. You know, The Mandalorian is going to be on there. Um, I've heard there's there's even more um, talks to do more um, Clone War type stuff. Yeah, you know, on there too. So, which I love. I, I love Clone War. Right. I, 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 that, that's where they got to go. I, I agree. Yeah. You know, you you gotta because you have to be done with the Skywalker story pretty much, right? Or at least giving it a pause, That's right? Like, or at I, least have it be what, in the background. It can't be the main right. focus all well, the time. When you think about like the 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 Skywalker legacy, the original trilogy gives it to you wonderfully, and then you had what twenty years before the prequel trilogy, right? And the prequel trilogy, as flawed as it is, the story is good. Terrible script, terrible dialogue, terrible visual effects. Right. But the story that involves Skywalkers is is a good story. Yes. Um, and then it was 15 years before we got this version. Yeah. Like, I feel like once you finish this, Disney, I'm hoping, is smart enough to say, like, okay, we're not going to see the Skywalkers again for 10 years. Right. Like, I, we, like you need to take a breath. That needs to be impactful. I don't want to see episode 10 for another 10 years. Give me tons of sta- of like offshoot Star Wars shit. Sure. Like, keep giving me, give me live action Mandalorian. So give me something that exists Do, in the same right. time frame and in the um, same universe. But with, I don't want to see a Skywalker story with all the um, you know canon that's there for Star Wars. Obviously, with you know yeah, movies and the shows, Republic, all that stuff. Whatever. Right? Do you ever see a scenario where they reboot that the Skywalker story? I and if. I don't want to say no just because I know how greedy people are and how many things have been rebooted that didn't deserve to be. Sure. So I don't want to say no because, like, the the shitty pessimist in me and realist is like, of course they will because right. they'll grab a buck. Right. But, like, 
I want to say no. Because I I don't think... Or did they basically do it right, with they, the new movies? I, I, think how, I, mean? I think how it works now is like you can rebrand without rebooting. Sure. I don't think you need... That's I, I, to me. That's where Ghostbusters failed. Yeah, you, you could have done that movie without having to make it a reboot. Yeah, just kept a continuation. Honestly, would have made that more palatable. I think for people. Totally. You know what I mean? Because you still had older guys who wanted to appear in it. Mm-hmm. Great, they can still appear in it yeah. as whatever. Um, but I, I think that's where they failed. They didn't have to do a reboot. And I agree, you yeah. don't have to reboot stuff. You yeah. can reimagine it or whatever you want to call right. it. You know, right. And especially in a, you know, in the Star Wars universe, as sci-fi fans you'd like to think at least, I mean, aside from the shitty vocal minority, you would like to think a kind of a paramount skill of a sci-fi fantasy fan is the ability to suspend disbelief, right? right. Like we enter this world knowing that 90% of what we see is going to be bullshit. Right. Of course you have the vocal assholes that are like going to pick apart every plot. Right. Like, no, dude, that's not what this is about. Right. Um, so I would like, like when to Neil deGrasse think, Tyson shits all over something. <laughs> I got I got a buddy that I work with, um, that, and and we're we're good friends. It's not like he's an asshole or anything. He's he's a delightful guy. But we were talking about Star Wars, delightful asshole. And I was talking right, a delightful <laughs> asshole. One of my favorite assholes. I actually I love him. We're, we get along really really well. That might be the title of um, this. Delightful <laughs> asshole. I'm writing that down. But uh, we were ta- I was telling him we were arguing about the Last Jedi. And I was like, no, dude, this movie fucking rules. And he was like, John, no, it's a bad movie. And like, he's going back and forth. And he, he points out the plot hole to me that he was like, uh, he was like, no, everyone thought it was awesome when there was the light speed jump that, you know, he was like, you realize by that happening, it nullifies everything that happened before it because why weren't they just sending light speed torpedoes into the Death Star? And I was like, yeah, right. But fuck you, right? Because yeah. that was a really cool yeah. scene, yeah. and it didn't, and and it needed to be what it was. <laughs> right. Like it doesn't matter right. that that's a plot right. hole. Right. Like it doesn't matter that yes, right. Fundamentally, you are correct from a military right. standpoint. Right. right, you have just right. you have just proven every movie before it to be unnecessary. Totally, it doesn't matter. It was right. really fucking cool movie right. magic. Yep. Um, yeah, because well, my response would be. He doesn't know that for sure because Millennium Falcon has no goddamn steering wheel in the first place. <laughs> right. So you have no idea how it flies. Right. It could fly with the, the meaning of physics. Fundamentally totally different physics, man. Exactly. Exactly. You don't get it. You do not get God. it. <laughs> you just don't get it. Uh, um, boy, that's some nerd shit right there. I'll tell you what. Right. But, it's, but like uh, in that world where we can all suspend disbelief, you don't need to – well, I mean – Shit, you did remake A New Hope. That's what I'm saying. Did they they already do it, basically? It's called The Force Awakens. Right, exactly. Like, I I think um, for them to reboot in the sense of, like, J.J. Abrams' talent is rebooting without really rebooting. Right. You know what I mean? Giving you everything you know you want. Yeah. Just not knowing you're seeing it. I I think if they were to... I don't think they truly reboot. I I agree. I don't think they do either. And I don't think you can. Like... There's so much baggage that comes with it now that, like, sure, you could reboot Spider-Man because there were only three movies before, and, but, but, like, with Star Wars, you you can't. And you can reboot comic book movies differently because 
comic books are rebooted all the time. Right. You know, like the right. source material reboots. Well, I guess that's my point, so too. So it's a different thing. Whereas, like, Star Wars, the uh, the canon content is right. the film. Right. So you can't reboot right. that. Is that... Do you think that's a negative for Star Wars? Because, like, in comics, that's not a problem. You know, this, yeah. the story ends, yeah. whole another chapter over here never affected what happened to this, right? Right. With Star Wars, that's never going to happen because the fans... It's so part of them. Sure. That, you know, I don't know that you could ever do anything. I don't know how to word it. Do a new version of it um, successfully. I just don't know if anyone would ever accept it. Well, my, my, my hope is that it would. I guess it comes from the, the mental health of us as consumers. And I'm. I'll be the first person to say we could have a whole we could have a whole podcast about my mental health, but that's that doesn't need to happen right now. Right. Um, but I, you know, I think as comic book fans, we we look at segments and and we can kind of divorce. We can divorce Amazing Spider Man from Spectacular Spider Man sure. without being a concern. I would like to think moviegoers can live in the same world but of like. Is that possible? I don't think they can. Unfortunately, no. I really I mean, again, I think Ghostbusters taught us that right. that uh, grown men are incapable of right. accepting the fact. Like, you feel like a reboot that happens twenty years later ruins Bill Murray's fucking. No, <laughs> right? No, right? Um, so, if, really, it comes. It doesn't come down to can it be done successfully. It comes down to how much faith do I have in in the viewing public? Right. And the answer is very little. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I. Yeah. Not, not so much with like Marvel. But I feel like half of the stuff people, you know, studios put out or whatever, it's just, they take a survey. Will you throw money at this and go see it? Okay, great. We're going to make right. it, you know, and just see what happens. Yeah. Which, because, you know, you spend $100 million on a movie, if it makes $80 million, you're deemed successful. Mm-hmm. In a, you know what I mean? Even though you lost $20 bucks, right? you're not, a, you, you still are okay. You, got, yeah. you can get a job again. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's crazy. If I did that every day, I would never work again. Sure. You know what I mean? You lost $20 million, you're done. Right. You lost $20 million. <laughs> right. You ever think about just how staggering those numbers are? Yep. As a sports fan, like I said, like watching these baseball contracts, like, I know this is off, but it, like, no. it blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like, man, Bryce Harper is going to pay more to take a shit today yep. than I'll make in a year. Yep. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> Dad, why didn't you force me to sit in the cage longer? Right. What's yeah. the matter with you? Right. Why didn't you abuse me like Harper's parents? Right, please. You know, so, I mean, I played sports as a kid. I know you did too. And yeah. I, I was on a, a, like a select baseball team. You traveled in here. But there was never any aspect. In, you know, this was, of course, in the 90s and stuff. But, you know, players were making good money back then. But never once playing a sport that I ever think I can make millions doing this. It never entered my head. And like I wonder if it did, if I would have tried harder. You know what I mean? Ma- like, not just millions, imaginary money. Right. Like, I, like I hear those contracts. Like, I listen to a lot of sports right. radio, and it's weird how desensitized I am right. to, the, to the idea of $100 million. Right, right. Like, it's just a nonchalant term now right. in sports, right? Like, in my world, $100,000 is an imaginary number. <laughs> right. Like, that is... That is unspeakable wealth, right. $100,000. Well, <laughs> like, I, I just, I just throw around $100 million right. like, oh, no, man. Like, that's a that's a bargain for right. a player of this caliber. Like, you know, people, you, know, you study hard, you can be a doctor, you lawyer, make all this money, blah, blah, blah. Really, no one, I think they do now, obviously, but maybe I just wasn't good enough, and that was the problem. No one ever really told me that, you know, 
you can make a whole, you know, you can be, you can play professional sports. That was told many times, but it, no one ever really said you can make millions doing this for 20 years, never do it again. And generations of your family are set up for right. life. You know well, that I mean? economy changed. And also that being said, I'm glad it did. I'm glad the players are, the players are making that much money because as a, as a sports fan, I accept well, that's where the money that, mostly should go. Absolutely, right. right. That's what I'm like as a sports fan, I am willing to pay a couple hundred bucks a year right. on going to Blues games and buying Blues merch. Right. As a baseball fan, I'm willing to spend a couple hundred bucks a year going to Cardinals games and buying merch, um, because it it brings me that kind of joy. Speaking of which, home opener Thursday, DBs golf cart need a ride. Yeah. I'll be there. Come grab me. Yeah. If I'll you mention Alter State Comics, I'll give you money. If you mention all this, you can get free, I'll get free stickers. comic stickers. Fucking A right. I'll we have got, a shitload of stickers on paper right. in downtown we, St. Louis with. We got a fat <laughs> stack of Alter State bumper stickers. So That's right. If you're listening to this before Thursday, April 4th, yep. go to DB's, get your golf cart ride, get a free Alter State right. sticker. That's right. And you're not a relative. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty that's precise. A caveat. Yes, you know, relatives will just eat you up with free shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I. I wasn't saying anything to him, but no, but like, yeah. you know, you're talking about the money aspect. You're right. I mean, it's just, I, I, like you said, somewhere yeah. I'm in, glad the, it's in the nineties, whatever that, that changed a big time, but, uh, I'm glad it's going to the players, but I also wish they could just say, make everything else cheaper and the players make reason. <laughs> right. Right. But th- this is imaginary land it where is. I feel like I can live like other people. Right. You know? Well, you, you, know, you say that, but then all of a sudden I'll hear, you know, we're in St. Louis. The Cardinals just signed like what a two billion dollar TV contract. Yeah, and you're like, why am I still paying a hundred bucks a fucking ticket? You know what I mean? Right. Like you got two billion just to put up some cameras in your fucking stadium. Which you already got. <laughs> I had, I had a moment where like, you ever that times where um, you want to vent frustration? So like maybe you type out a social media post, yeah. but then delete it because you're sure. not that guy. Right. That's where I was like yeah. a week ago because I'm not that guy. I don't throw I don't I don't throw my bullshit out there because there's enough bullshit. Yeah. But I got so fucking angry. Um I I get the uh I'm an email subscriber to the Blues mailing list. Yeah. I, I love the Blues and I love everything that ownership group's doing. Um but something came out a couple weeks ago that was just totally tone deaf that really upset me. Um they were sending out their, their promo email, and it was talking about April 1st? No. Well, it's next weekend, so like April 5th or something. It's sometime this week. is uh, It's Daddy Daughter Day. Okay. And, and you can buy the theme ticket for Daddy Daughter Day, and it's like all the shit. And like, in my head, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, man. I, my daughters have yet to go to a Blues game. Yeah. Um, it's because I only get to go to one or two a year because I'm fucking poor. Um, <laughs> but I was like... Man, this would be a cool time. Take the girls to their first game. It's like daddy daughter game. Yeah. Take them to their first game. And so like I click the link, very foolishly thinking that I can afford these things. The cheapest ticket for daddy daughter game, which you have to buy two of, right. is seventy dollars. And I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, you're right. We are trying to foster a family environment. Yeah, right. You're right. I, my my kids don't get to go to hockey games. At two hundred piece, right? Because I because I have two daughters, so I have to spend two hundred dollars for to take my daughters. No, home. you just pick one and, you like more, and that's right. And, <laughs> and that's just to get in the door. You know. Right. Oh yeah, the, I remember very well the day going to ball ball games with kids and stuff. It's, it's not a cheap adventure. Right. I that's, mean, actually, get in the door. You're, you're two hundred deep minimum. Just to yeah. get in the door. 
you got to buy them some bullshit souvenir. They want something to drink. Fuck a water is eight dollars. Yeah, you know they want a soda that's twelve dollars or whatever. You know, cotton candy or a hot dog. You know, you, you, you get deep real quick, real quick. Right. Yeah. So I think when I was younger, like I went to, I went to, hockey and baseball games all the time in my early twenties. Yeah. Because I was living in Soulard and I'd spend twenty bucks on StubHub and I was didn't have kids to pay for StubHub. That was but around. Like, when you, God. Damn. Right. But thinking about like when I was a kid, I never went to shit. Sure. I went to... Went to $5 shows with my buddies. Right. I, I, I went to one Blues game. Like, I loved the Blues growing up. I went to... My dad took me to one game. That's because my mom got the doctor that she worked for his season ticket. Sure. That my dad took me to. And my dad was a bigger baseball fan than hockey fan. So he usually took me to one, maybe two ball games a year. Um, which is great. Yeah. But it is crazy to think like, oh, we are... we're. Like, it's funny, baseball especially is doing this whole deal where they're, like, trying to change the game to make yeah. it appealing to kids. Right. It makes it appealing to kids. Make it affordable for a dad to take his son to the fucking right. ball game. Right. And you have a fan for life. Exactly. That's what you, th- that's how you get Agreed. young fans. Agreed. You don't change the rules of the game to make it faster. You change the gate prices so that a family of five can go can for under go. $100. Right, right. You know, um, sitting in the nosebleeds, you know, like... Right, right. And make it so a family of five can go, and it's ten bucks a ticket. Yes. And not to, to sit in the upper deck. Not to get even further off topic, do you remember your first Blues game, hockey Absolutely. game? Absolutely. Give me... So, um, it's it's actually really weird. My first hockey game was not at what is now Enterprise Center. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't go see a home Blues game until I was 12 years old. Okay. I got... Free tickets um, from uh, my mom, who's a nurse. The surgeon that she worked for, she was in the OR at the time, um, actually gave my mom the tickets because it was uh, Blues Devils. And my mom had talked about how I was a big Marty Brodeur fan. Yeah. And so he gave us the tickets because he wanted me to be able to see Marty Brodeur, which I fucking love and appreciate. But my first ever Blues game... um, my mom's brothers are big hockey fans. So, like, my, my dad's side of the family, big baseball folk. Right. My mom's side of the family, big hockey folk. Um, and they put together a family trip. My mom has four brothers and, like, all cousins. So it was a pretty big trip um, to drive to Nashville the year the Predators entered the Started, league. yeah. Um, the first time the Blues went to Nashville. So the first live hockey game I actually went to was in the Nosebleeds in Nashville. Oh, nice. Um, the first time the Blues played the Predators that I just went, that my uncle took me um, because he was going anyway and I just tagged along and sure. a lot of my cousins played hockey. Um, we couldn't afford for me to play hockey. But my cousins <laughs> played hockey. Yeah. Um, so I went with them. Yeah, most yeah, people I know who played hockey is because their older brother or something played hockey and you had to get hand-me-down. Hand hand right, yeah. right. Yeah, usually... Or you started out. playing, or like... You started playing hockey older when you already had a job, exactly. but you, you didn't have expenses. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. In that sweet time in your life yes. when you could work at 15 years old yeah. and yep. make money but have oh, nothing to spend it that on. That was a sweet, sweet month. It was the best. That was a good month. Yeah. <laughs> no, my first, uh, so most of my childhood was in Springfield um, until we moved to St. Louis. But let's see. And in Springfield, you know, mostly baseball, basketball. Not a lot of football. Um, soccer's big. 
pretty much no hockey. There was just, mm-hmm. you know, just wasn't even, I don't remember uh, ice rink. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't remember anything back then. Um, but I, my grandparents at the time, you know, lived in St. Louis, so we'd come see them all the time, all the good stuff. Um, so we're up here. I was probably 11 or 12. I can't, I can't imagine I'd be much younger than that. Um, my grandpa, uh, got a couple tickets. He's like, asked my dad, Hey, you guys want to go? So me and my dad were like, yeah, that'd be great. I've never been to a hockey game. I didn't know shit. I I knew nothing. And my dad, you know, knew a little bit, but he didn't Mm -hmm. know a lot either. You know, he was, uh, born in West Virginia, lived most of his life in Springfield. You know, he didn't know hockey. You know what I mean? Um, so blues, Blackhawks. Oh God. Arena, old arena. Mm. Uh, you know, dirty, you could still smoke indoors, yeah. you know, cloud in the hallways, dark, except, yeah. you know, except for the lights on the ice or whatever. I sit down, you know, I had no idea what to expect. Um, it was a pretty mixed crowd, you know, Blue yeah. Blackhawks, still to this day, big rivalry. You'll get 50-50, most, yeah. you know what I mean, most most arenas. Um, and I, like I said, I didn't know the rules. I really didn't know anything. I'm standing there, national anthem hits. Oh, say can you see? Fuck you, St. Louis. You know, it just starts in yeah. the crowd. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. And what then is a this fight world? breaks out. And like two rows over. I'm like, the, the anthem is still going on, you know? <laughs> oh, and by the end of the shit. anthem, the cops have dragging a guy away, and I'm sold on hockey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the game hadn't even started yet. And I'm like, wow, people are so into What's, this. Hockey is that game that um more than anything is like the live experience. It's so good is unparalleled. Yes, like I and like, I think that's what. So, if my first experience would have been watching it on TV, I probably wouldn't right. have jumped I'm, into it like I did. Hockey sucks on TV. Yeah, I am especially a, back then. Right. Well, yes. I'm, I'm a longtime hockey fan. I watch every Blues game on TV because I love the Blues. But like, I fell in love with hockey because I hung out at the rink watching my right. cousins play. Right. Well, Christ, like, thinking I, about I it, I grew up watching live hockey. Right. And then I started watching the Blues, and then I saw it, but, like, I was watching amateur games. Right. That made me, like, this sport's fucking fun. Right. And that would have been, for me, like, 87, 88. I don't even know if hockey was fucking on TV. Yeah. Well, you know, if it not. was, maybe once a right. month at the most. Right. Because um, NBA wasn't even really on TV at that yeah. point. You know, barely. Maybe a Sunday afternoon game, shit like that. Yeah. Because um, like cable, cable was a new well, thing, so it wasn't cable, even. This, ESPN wasn't even a thing Well, that's yet. what I think about. I mean, even when I was growing up, I remember I got to watch the Blues and the Cardinals on Channel 11. Sure. So, like, everything was local TV, which is awesome because it was free. Right. But, you know, and I look back on, like, and in my, you know, in my youth, I think, like, oh, I watched a bunch of games. But really, they probably only aired, like, what, 50 or 60 baseball games a year and maybe 30 or 40 hockey games. And I think that's a huge reason... Cable TV is a huge reason why Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan because WGN showed right. every fucking Bulls game. You could right. watch every Michael Jordan game no matter where you lived if you yeah. had cable TV. Yeah. And that had never happened before. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't even watch your own local team, but you could see Jordan play. Yeah. No problem. And then it kind of happened with the Braves. You could also watch the terrible Cubs. <laughs> and the Braves right. and TBS. TBS, right. right. Well, the Braves were – that was America's team in the 90s, man. It was because it was everywhere. Yes. And TBS and it was – Chipper Jones right. and fucking Andrew Jones yes. and Greg Maddox and yep. John Smoltz and Tom Glavin. But can you name me a couple Braves t- now? Fred McGriff. <laughs> but, but, but right? But I uh, mean like. Now, Josh Donaldson. Right. Uh, Julio Tehran. <laughs> but it's hurting. You're not, you're not rolling them off like you were before. I know. Freddie Freeman. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not. You know, not, Jordan's skill had a lot to do with sure. Jordan being Jordan. Don't get me wrong, but that exposure had never happened like right. that. Right. And I don't know how the fuck we got on this conversation, in this topic. <laughs> but <laughs> right, this is the entire second half this of this is, Disney podcast. Yeah, is sports. It's all sports now. Yeah. Anyways. We were supposed to wrap it up in like 10 minutes and we're a half hour into fucking talking blue salary cap, basically. Right. <laughs> I mean, if we want to go there. We can just keep going. I, 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 right. I could record another hour and a half if we want to talk right? sports. We can start another podcast right. for sports. If you really want to go there. I know. That's the weird. It's like the only. I feel like we're, we are a unique breed. We are nerds who also like and are not too bad I, at sports. Like, we're not I, uncomfortable. I you know what I mean? fucking <laughs> love hockey and baseball me too like me too. it's it's not like oh i like that right. i i could talk hockey and baseball as yeah. easily if not more so there, i'm, I'm like that with that most sports to be honest i mean you know i don't follow everything as hardcore as i do like you know my celtics my cardinals mm-hmm. blues that that's really my, you know my hardcore stuff but i fucking i love golf i i know i don't yeah. follow it as hardcore as i used to but i still follow it um i like tennis I like, you know, I, do I follow it like I used to? I Because I, when I grew up, it was fucking Andre Agassi. Yeah. I had the Andre Agassi shoes. I mean, I was all about it, dude. The, the dirty mullet. I didn't have the mullet, but, you know, I'm like. See, that, that is our other agent because my Andre Agassi's bald. <laughs> exactly. You know, he had the mullet. He didn't have the mullet. He had a mullet and a Coke problem when I liked him. <laughs> that's, that's my kind of tennis player. Because my dad loved John McEnroe. So the next logical step right. was Andre Agassi, man. Dude, last week, no, it was two weeks ago, we're at my house. Uh, it was like after the hockey game had ended, FSN was airing like a regional tennis <laughs> yeah. tournament. But it was like the 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 stars that like, like played, the played at Chaffetz. Yeah, yeah. Um, and John McEnroe yeah. was on there. So I'm sitting there with So you're playing Gibson. Borgers since you had to get in or whatever? Well, I'm sitting there with, with, uh, with Gibson and we're shooting the shit. We're, we start talking about John McEnroe and... We started talking about, like, oh, man, this dude, like, how's he still playing tennis? This dude must be old. Look it up. He's, like, 60. Yeah. Like, he's not that no, old. No. It's like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. this dude has been a household name for 40 years, yep. and he's only 60? Yep. He was cleaning house when he was, like, like 19, 20. Right. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. I, yep. Like, in my head, I was like, this dude's got to be 75 years old. No, nah, yeah. Like, dude. Still you're in not good even, shape. Right. Yeah. You're not even as old as my parents. I know, right? Like, yeah. Why did I think you were He's, so much worse than And I, I love watching, I don't watch him a lot, but I'll see, I'll catch that every now and then, too. Like, like when he does the, like, the fake, you know, he gets mad. Like, that was yeah. pretty, you know, just yeah. the show thing. Yeah, just playing up It's his almost like, it's like watching a, you know. Like, like watching Hulk Hogan. I was going to say, it's like watching a professional anymore. wrestler, you know, do their, their, their yeah, signature their move. Right, right. Oh, this is what he's going to do. Yeah. Oh, here goes Hogan. He's going to do this. Leg drop. It's over. Right. Okay, yep. <laughs> let, let me watch Dwayne Johnson give me the people's elbow exactly. again. Exactly, yep. <laughs> Same thing as watching Macro throw his racket down and, and right. give a finger to the judge. Yeah. Uh but yeah, man, I could I could go on. So if that's not sports, Fox Disney related, I don't know what is. Fox Sports. That's it right. all comes back around, that's right. right? That's right. What's you know what's funny? Thinking about honestly that that kind of cultural tie-in that that shift. How we talked about sports, just not every game wasn't available, right? Even for your local team when right. you were a kid. So you talk about how that allowed Jordan to be what Jordan was, right? You think about. One thing that we were both had front row seats for, the home run race in '98. Right. Yeah, you talk about now like I was there. I, I was even, actually there. Even though these athletes are making more more dollar amounts than they were then, like 
it the, when Mark McGuire had a plate appearance, they broke into national television. Right now, no one fucking watches network television anyway, so right. it wouldn't matter. Right. But at the time, like, it was in '98, all 162 Cardinals games weren't televised. Right. So, like, me and my dad would be would watch the X Files, just like because I know McGuire's plate appearance is going to show gonna up. show up right in the middle of this episode. X Files. Right. Yep. Um. And that was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And, man. like, that, that type of, like, I feel like so few shows can get, so few things can gain that cultural significance anymore just because the the volume is too loud. You yeah. know, there's still the, your Game of Thrones is, sure. is is a huge deal. But, like. But I still think looking on the outside, just because we're so into that, it's a monster thing. Right. But I think, and it's, it, culturally, it's still very huge. Sure. Don't get me wrong. But you could easily ask half the population they wouldn't have a fucking idea right there are idea. a lot of people they may be familiar with the name game of thrones but they sure, have no idea but they couldn't tell you right the incident. but like there was a time when at a time not that long ago no that you would break in like i i remember watching that shit yep. with my dad and waiting for the nightly news to right. see or uh turn on espn for the when what's his name uh yeah the back 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 Ah, uh, uh, um, uh, Berman. Yes, Steve Berman. Yeah. Um, when he, they would do the nightly home run break. Yes. Yeah. And they would just show you every home run of yep. the night at a time because now everyone's hitting home runs. Like the right. games evolved, <laughs> but at a time like shit, dude. Chris Berman used to give you yes. the breakdown and show you the That's highlight what of every bomb. ESPN used to be was just catchphrases cr- like right. that. Yeah. Stuart Scott. Right. Giving, like, yes. The catchphrase yep. king. Rich He's Eisen. A, yeah. You know. Someone makes a shot. Cool is the other side of the pillow. Oh, you know, I man. love that one, man. Right. That was the best. <laughs> yeah, that, you're right. And I don't think, I don't think that happens again, to that level. Yeah. Um, just because of that point, you know, you the got access. The fact that right. everyone has like, right. I don't. Now I still think now if you're watching ESPN and a game isn't on, they'll break in and show you that. Well, not always because they don't have the rights anymore. Sure. So you have to be watching MLB TV, right? And they'll break in with. I watch this MLB that or this pitch. all the time because of that. Almost right. like I love the jump ins. Um, the idea of like, or in like the idea of watching a fan. Like yeah. I love seeing the pundits react in real time to shit. Like they're jumping around on like yes, yes. like holy shit, this is insane. This right. just happened. Right, that's how it should be. Totally. And, um, yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird deal. So anyways, to wrap up, I don't know what the fuck we talked about. We talked about Disney, we talked about hockey, we talked about baseball, we talked about everything. Yeah. We really covered We talked about the everything. economics of Bryce Harper's contract. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Marky Mark and the Monkey Bunch. It, it's more profitable for, uh, for Bryce Harper to take a deuce than it is for me to work for a year. Right. <laughs> That's what I get for teaching America's youth. Right? Yep, yep. I always thought, uh, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. Teachers should get a piece of whatever their students go on to become. Like, if you're you're a teacher and your student becomes a lawyer, you should get half a percentage of whatever they're making every God year. God damn it. You know I, what I mean? I, I teach art. I'm just teaching that's my a, kids to be poor. Well, then you're just... <laughs> that, that's your fault. <laughs> but, you know, there's movies and TV or whatever. You know, there's lots of still opportunities for them to do art. I just need I just need someone to get through and get that big I, multi-billion dollar deal. Right. Someone get that Disney money. Right. And give me give right. me a 1% dividend. That's what drives me nuts. My know. kids need to eat. You know, even like Bryce Harper's uh, 
fucking high school coach. Shouldn't he get a piece? Right. I mean, he's not that far removed. <laughs> what is he, like five years out? You right. know what I mean? It's like, that's probably where he got most of his shit from. Right. God. Yeah, that dude was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bonkers. Exactly. Well, this has been one of our long ones. We hope you guys stayed in for the long haul. Appreciate it if you did. I'm Brandon. He's John. Check us out at alterstatecomics.com. On the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. Tomorrow we are picking our uh, t-shirt giveaway on Mm -hmm. Instagram. If you haven't liked that post, go ahead and like it. We'll be doing that tomorrow. and I'm guessing we'll probably announce it tomorrow night, maybe uh, the morning after. So Um, I'll, I'll put it out there. You'll, you'll get a DM from me asking for a shirt size and an address, and I'll, I'll print it and ship it. And stalk you uh, as, as, as needed. Naturally. All right, guys. We are out. We'll talk to you next time. See you.